Are you a chiropractor with a struggling practice, having a hard time finding and keeping patients? Is your staff falling short of expectations? I'm Dr. Scott Sawyer, and DC Trainings has the answers that you need. So tune in now and find out how. Hello, everybody. Welcome to DC Trainings. We're back for another round of weekly topics, and we're moving right through module four, which is financial arrangements. And we're finishing this section with week eight, which is the family care plans. So hopefully you've been following through this whole sequence. It actually spanned two modules, right? The report of findings module and the financial arrangements module. So I'm really happy to be with you as this final topic because not only does it complete the module, so you've learned a lot, there's a lot of great information, but in this section, we're going to talk about bringing families into chiropractic care. I mean, it doesn't get much better, right? When you've got a patient that comes in and they're they're suffering or they want chiropractic care, but then they are so excited and happy to be under your care that they invite in their spouse and their children and everybody's getting adjusted, then obviously this lends itself to a healthier world, more healthy people, more vibrant people. And when we're all healthy and vibrant, we accomplish more in our lives. So it's just a win-win all around for us to incorporate family care plans into our report of findings process. Okay, so let's let's jump in and talk about this topic. And uh, oh, actually, I need to share my screen. So let me do that. And and uh, there we go. Okay, so in this uh, section now, just to back up because we left off. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't even jump ahead. So let me let me jump let me jump back over here uh, because here we are. This is the one I want. I was in the wrong screen, but now we're in the right screen. Okay, so uh, as I as I said, this is week eight of module four. So we're talking about family care plans. Just want to remind you while it's on the screen, module five will start September 16th, and that's lifetime care, where basically we're building through. We had the new patient module, which was module two, report of findings module, which is module three, financial arrangements module, for module four, those three modules lead right into module five or lifetime care. That's really the hub of DC trainings and how you run a successful practice. So let's talk about family care plans and go through these details. I love this picture, right? Chiropractic care for children too, but the quote on it is the best part. Eggs get cracked, I get adjusted, there's a big difference. <laughs> Just a great quote and a cute, very cute little baby looking out from under the covers. Okay. So how to meet the spouse, right? How do we actually invite families in for chiropractic care? Well, it all starts at the new patient appointment or module two. Like I said, all these modules string together. In module two, we had the patient come in and fill out a patient information form. On the patient information form, one of the questions was, and I'm going to use my mouse, was, are you single? Are you married? Are you divorced? And how many children do you have? What's the name of your spouse, right? So from the history form, right from the start, we know the family scenario for this new patient, right? We know what, if they have a spouse, we know if they have children. And so we can start to think ahead like, okay, if this person's really excited about their adjustment, if they really, and, and I'll just expand my screen, if they really get 
the concept of chiropractic care and understand that if they're under chiropractic care, their whole body is going to be healthier through a fully functioning nervous system. They get that. Why wouldn't they want to share it with the people that they care about the most, right? So, so we want to frame this in a way and anticipate that that light bulb is going to go on at some point in the report of, or sorry, in the new patient appointment or in the report of findings appointment. It's going to come on and this patient is going to be looking to bring in their family to keep them as healthy as possible at the same time that they're receiving chiropractic care. So with that anticipation in mind, <laughs> now we know what we're up against. So fast forward after we've reviewed that, how do we approach the spouse? How do we talk to them about coming in when they're strictly there to help this our patient with exercises at home, right? That's what brought them to, to come in and help them. Well, the first is during the report of findings. So during the report of findings, we might say something like, and I and actually I just did this yesterday. There was a, a man here for his report of findings and his wife was with him and she came to help him with exercises. So the during the report of findings, I noticed that the wife's shoulders were really pulled forward so much so that she had a dowager's hump or a big bump on the back of her neck from her head being too far forward. So I went through the whole report of findings and, and actually a little bit more to the story during the report of findings. This is actually quite interesting, but during the report of findings, um, the wife said a couple of times she'd say, because the husband was there for a shoulder problem. And the wife would say, oh, yeah, I know how that feels. My neck hurts like that, too. And then when I was talking about how it was affecting him, because it was affecting him at sleep, with sleeping, she said again, oh, yeah, I can't sleep either because my that my shoulder or my neck hurts all the time. So it wakes me up all the time. So she made these little comments through the report of findings while we were doing the report of findings for her husband. Well, I want to point out the time to stop the attention on him and shift it over to her because she's asking these questions or bringing up these comments is not during the report of findings. The time to do that is actually after the report of findings. It's after his adjustment, which is why, excuse me, I saved this section to after the first adjustment. So let's suppose she says, well, what about me? What about me? I might very politely say, well, I appreciate you bringing that up. Let's go ahead and focus on John for now because I want to take care of him. I want to make sure he gets the best adjustment. And then as soon as we're all set with him, then we'll talk about this question that you have. Is that okay? And of course it is. Yes, it's okay. So, so we want to make sure that we separate that and we don't blend the two because John's sitting there, if, if you were to do that, he'd be saying, well, well, no, this is about me and I don't, you know, I need to be helped. I need to make sure that I'm going to be taken care of before we decide whether or not she's going to become a patient too. So just wanted to bring that up. Make sure you wait until after he's all set before you um, shift over to the spouse. Now to shift over to the spouse though, to change that, there might be something that was as obvious as a comment that was brought up during the report of findings. And if that's the case, it's easy to shift over and say, oh yeah, back to your question. Let's talk about that. But if that didn't happen, you might notice something during the report of findings and then bring their attention to it later. So in the case of like the example I just shared with you, let's suppose that the wife hadn't said anything during the report of findings. At the end, what I would probably do is say, you know, okay, John, that was a great adjustment. Here's what you can expect. Good job. We're off to a great start. 
Oh, by the way, Mary, while you were sitting there, I couldn't help but notice, but your your shoulders look pretty tight. Like, do you carry tension in your neck and shoulders or better yet? And write this question down. When you're under stress, where do you feel it in your body? Now, we all have a weak link in the chain. And when we're under stress, that's where our body's going to let us know about it, right? So a comment like that would be appropriate after that, after the patient's adjustment. I notice your shoulders. Do you carry stress there? Or when you're under stress, where do you feel it? Or while you were sitting there, I noticed that you were kind of shifting around. It looked like your lower back wasn't feeling too good. Or when you were sitting there, I noticed you kind of slouched forward. How's your posture in general? These are all questions that will prompt a conversation with the spouse that's there. Now, what if they come back and say, well, I don't have any pain? Well, what I would notice, I, I would say, well, you know, we, we know what happened with your husband. We saw his subluxations. One of the things that we found with many patients is that their subluxations could be silent. For example, your husband, he came in with a shoulder problem. We also found a subluxation in his lower back, which he didn't even know about. What if we had let that run its course? It would have got worse, right? So in your case, I'm noticing some things with your posture, some shifting or some some potential misalignments. Let's not wait till they're so advanced like your husband. Let's take a look now and see if there's anything there that we can help you with before it becomes a problem. Is that okay? And you'll find that, you know, obviously this is done in a compassionate, caring way. Patients want you to, to pay attention to that for them. And they'll say, yes, I'd like you to, you know, check my spine. What does that mean? What does that entail? What would I have to do? Oh, well, you can just sit there. I'm just going to take a look and we'll feel a little bit and see if there's anything that looks like it might be a problem. And then there you go. Now, if there's, if, if there's, you need to persist a little more, like if they don't have any symptoms and that, no, I don't carry stress, I'm fine. Then you might also say, well, have you ever seen someone as they get older, they start to really hunch over and their posture starts to decline and decay? Yes, I have. Well, oftentimes this condition can have a progressive problem, right? There's things like progressive scoliosis or pro progressive hunchback those types of conditions. So we always recommend that you have your spine checked to make sure that's not developing. Kind of like, I'm assuming you brush your teeth every day. Yes, I do. That's great. And we all do that. Does that mean you shouldn't see a dentist twice a year for cleanings or should you? Well, yeah, you probably should. And that's because the dentist gets to where you can't get to with your toothbrush. They find the spots that you might've missed. They clean those up and you don't develop tooth decay later on and more significant problems as a result of that. So there's a balance. Like you can you can not feel pain or symptoms, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't have your spine checked periodically to make sure everything is in alignment and your nerves are functioning properly. So there's that's another example, right? What, however, you're going to approach that, the objective obviously is to perform a spinal screening. So then you would check their spine. And we do have a video on DC trainings for that. Uh, which you can you can get that. Um, now, from there, I'm assuming that now the spouse has agreed to schedule an appointment to have their spine checked. But we're not done. Why not? Because we also want to invite their children in to get adjusted. If we saw it on that history form, we know they have children and they should have chiropractic care too. So how to approach the children? Well, invite the parents to make appointments first. And then there's two lines, congenital spinal tendencies and a quote, as a twig is bent, so grows the tree. Now, what does that mean? 
The way to frame that could be that I turn to John, the original patient, and say, John, you know, based on the subluxations we found in your spine, we saw that they had progressed to cause some spinal degeneration. Now, obviously, you would never want to have that happen to your children, but I saw in your file that you do have two children. I want to insist on just checking them because what we found is that sometimes a subluxation can be a progressive type of a condition, and it's very important that we catch it early, obviously, so it doesn't get as advanced as yours, but also so that the earlier we catch it, we can get it fully corrected and contained. So it's important for us to check your children while they're young to make sure there's no ongoing problems that develop into a more permanent situation. There's another factor, and that is if your children are still growing, there's an, an old quote that says, as a twig is bent, we'll do it that way, as a twig is bent, so grows the tree, right? So once that tree is bent like that and it's fully grown, what are the chances of us straightening that? Probably never. Yet, if we catch the tree when it's young, we can guide the tree and we can straighten it into the right alignment. And then as it grows and solidifies, it will stay in that best alignment. That's what we're looking for with your children. Much like a child who has crooked teeth. Well, if we catch it early enough and they wear braces as a child, they'll grow up with straight teeth and they'll never, they won't have any problems with crooked teeth anymore. But we have to catch it early to solve the problem before it becomes a much bigger issue. And that's what we want to do uh, for your children. So I'd like to just insist on having them come in. Um, we'll just check their spine and make sure they don't have any of the same patterns that are coming along in your spine. We can nip those in the bud and make sure that they grow up healthy and, and stay that way. Does that sound good? Yes, it does. Great, doctor. Good job. Now, I want to just remind you of a book, and it's a great book by Dr. Fred Barge. And the title of the book is, Are You the Doctor, Comma? doctor question mark are you the doctor doctor it's a great book but the title i think relates to this position or this point i want to make with you and that is when you're taking care of your patients you're the authority and you're the expert of this situation and you want to share that with your patients let them know i i have the training i have the expertise to give you the best information that you can use to take good care of your body from a chiropractic standpoint. That's what I'm here to do. And I'm going to share that with you because I care about you and I want you to have the best results. So extending that position on to take care of your patient and their families is something that we should all be uh, proud of. I mean, that's an offer that we can make and we can help more people and more people can be healthy and, um, and they'll be less reliant on pharmaceutical products as a result. So let's go back to our screen and uh, and just wrap up that section. But I think that that, that gets the point across that I want to make because, and I'll just finish with that, as a twig is bent, so grows the tree. So now we have our patient that came in. We also have their spouse now is going to sign up for a new patient. We're also going to have children coming in for chiropractic care so they can grow up tall and straight. So it's a win-win for everybody to be able to um, make this available. Now for family care plans, we have to shift gears because one of the most common questions that you're going to get is, well, how much is this going to cost? Because, and, and I, I hate hearing this when I hear it from patients, because what the patient will say is they'll say, well, let's take care of me first. And then when I'm done, then my spouse will come in or then my children will come in. Well, where does the word done come in? I mean, that's like saying, you know, I'm done going to a dentist. I'm done going to the gym. Well, these are things that are good for you. So why would you have to finish or stop when it's something that's good for you on an ongoing basis? So to avoid having that come up, 
we want to make sure that there's a financial arrangement that's set up that's affordable. So let's talk about how that works. We want to incentivize an immediate start. We want to have, uh, so, so that's the first thing, right? As far as financial arrangements about family care plans. Incentivize an immediate start means let's get around this whole idea that my spouse will start care when I'm done. Right, so we want to incentivize that with a with a significant discount. Now, how does this work? And I'll just read through these and I'll tie it all together. The primary member is the one that requires the most visits. Typically, that's the first person that came in from the family, but there's a switch to that, and I'll show you that in just a minute. But typically, the first person that came in that sort of sets the bar, and then the rest of the family can come in under a family care plan. The rest of the family care plan is only available to the family if the primary person, and it doesn't have to be the original person, but the primary person is under active care. So here's how it works. The primary person in the family pays the normal payment. That's why I said we don't go into family care plans until after the completion of the report of findings with the first person who came in. We're going to set up another payment that's an extra payment on top of what they were already agreed to pay. That extra payment now covers the whole family. Okay. So let me give you some examples. And this is in your binder. So I want you to take out this page. If you're not clear on this, take this out. This is in your binder from your materials. There's a script on one side and there's an outline on the other. So in this example, we want to um, set up some, well, I guess there's no numbers on here, but but I'll just, I'll let you read that and it goes through the flow. I'll do, I just want to explain it for you. So here's how it works. So John comes in as the first new patient. His wife, Mary, joins him and their two children. So John's paying, I don't know, let's say $250 a month for a monthly payment, 12 months into for a care plan. So that's his payment. Now, if Mary comes in and joins him and the children join him too, what just happened to the retention of that family? Is it longer or shorter? Obviously, it's longer. They're going to stay longer. They're all going to enjoy great results together. So we want to incentivize that with a significant discount. Now, the discount means that if it's an affordable rate or, an, or a significant discount, John's not going to say, let's wait till I'm done for Mary to sign up for care. We know she needs it. She definitely wants to get chiropractic care. You won't have John saying, let's wait till I'm done. You'll have John saying, she needs to start right away while I'm coming in. So let's suppose that that John is paying, what I, I think I said 250, 250 a month. Well, how about we add 150 for the rest of the family to come in? Now you might say, whoa, wait a minute, 250 to 150 for three, 150 for three people, 250 for one person? That's not right. But the point of it is, is that it has to be incentivized so that they don't say, I'll wait till John's done for the rest of the family to come in. Now you might say, well, but that's a losing battle. Well, I'll, I'll just suggest this for you because as I said, if they're all coming in together, what just happened to your retention? That's where you make it up in the long run. Okay, you might take a hit in the price on the front end. You might not be making quite as much profit on the front end, but in the long run, because you're going to have lots of families coming and get, getting chiropractic care, and they're going to do it over many years, you're going to have great families coming in. You're going to have wonderful results. You're going to have a lot longer retention 
you're going to have tons more referrals because now you've exponentially increased your referral base, right? So you're definitely going to make it up in the long run if you're concerned about the cost. And I'll just finish with this comment. There's two ways. Uh, actually, I think, uh, let me show you this screen because I want to I want to finish with this right here. Okay. So this process in the whole sequence takes about five minutes, right? That the end of the at the end of the report of findings, we're inviting in their family. It doesn't take a lot of time to do that. Now, having family care plans will significantly boost practice volume, revenue, and extend patient retention. Just wanted you to see it. I know I just said it, but I wanted you to see it as well. But here's the pictures I wanted to kind of finish with here. Here's a picture of two kids. I love taking care of kids. They're getting adjusted and they're they're both happy about it. They're going to grow up and become amazing people with optimum health and be subluxation free. So everyone deserves chiropractic care, right? So th there's a there's a quote that says, lose the battle, but win the war. <laughs> so maybe we're losing the battle at the front end, but we're going to win the war. There's more patients getting chiropractic care this way. Everybody's getting better results and we're all going to be in a better position for it. So that's the basis for family care plans. And I would encourage you, anytime you have a new patient that comes in, look to the future. Think big. Look past that new patient. Think about getting more of their family under chiropractic care so they can all enjoy the level of health that we know to be true when we're receiving regular chiropractic adjustments. And with that, sign up more of your families for chiropractic care. Okay? So it's been great to talk to you today. And we're going to move into module the next module after this. But I appreciate you being part of, of DC Trainings. If you have any questions, just email me, dctrainings at gmail.com or jump on one of our weekly webinars. And I will look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks again. If you would like to become a member of DC Trainings, be sure to head on over to dctrainings.com to get started today.